Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to the Nashville Restaurant Radio Roundup. My name is Brandon Still, and I am joined, as always, by Delia Joe Ramsey. She is the editor of Eater Nashville. Delia, how are you feeling this week? I am much better this week, Brandon. Thank you for understanding last week, and thank you to Caroline for filling in and people who checked in on me. Uh, I just, I think this weather is just getting my migraines triggered, and I've heard a lot of people have had headaches lately, and I think they're just, they were making me sick last week, so I'm all better this week. Um, oh, that's fantastic. I'm one of those people, too. I've been having headaches, too, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but this weather. keep an Advil in business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so happy to have you back. Like you said, big thanks to Caroline Galzen last week. Uh, and that's our obligatory Caroline Galzen mention for the show. Um, <laughs> As if you're playing a drinking game along with us, <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> every show, every show. Uh, <laughs> today, we have one hell of a show today. And um, Delia, where is Christy Cookie going to be taking us today? Well, Christy Cookie is taking us to... One of my favorite places to dine in town. Um, there's a lot to delve into later in the show. We are talking about East Nashville. That's right. We're going to be talking East Nashville today. Is, people that call it East Nasty, is that like a thing? People are like, ah, oh, East Nashville. Nobody from here calls it that, do we? I don't think. I mean, I don't think so. I won't say it. Also, like, I'm not cool enough to be like an East Nashville person. I just like to eat there and drink there. Um, I don't know. I've never heard anyone really say it. Unless they're really drunk, maybe. Then I don't know. I cannot wait to delve into that. What you just said. I'm not cool enough to hang out there because I'm definitely not. But I but I am. I feel like I am, though. So we're going to get into that. Um, but right now, how was your week? Big week this week. Um, You know, I think it's been a good week. I ate some good hot chicken yesterday. I've been working on a collaborative dinner where I'm bringing in a bunch of pop-up chefs. Um, on the- where are you? Where? It's a secret. So far, it's a secret. Oh. I'm working on something with Julio from Maize La Vida and Josh from El Leon Dorado and Edgar from Alabrije and Brad from Set Sun and Rooney from Black Dynasty. Um, Wow. I'm working on something. It's it's not the details aren't ironed out yet, but that's what I've been working on this week. Um, I voted this week, which I think you did too. So what was your week like? It was, you know what? It was a huge week this week. I did vote and it was, it was amazing. You know, I voted every time I've been able to vote. I think this is my fifth time voting. And I've been seeing people post and then voting that it was special to them, but there was something weird. I got behind the curtain and I'm pushing the buttons and I was, I felt this weird, crazy, like power. And, um, you know, after all the complaining, all the arguments, all the rhetoric, the only thing that you can really do, I mean, like physically that I can do as like my my God-given right as an American is to go vote, is to go make your, it's that one little thing. You just go and make your voice heard. And, you know, voting is such a privilege and it's such an amazing thing. I mean, you think people of color, uh, women, anyone who's been told they weren't allowed to vote, I mean, for, for me not to vote is really a slap in the face to everybody. And I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's ever a more important time to get out and vote. I'm so excited for next week. Um, 
I'm ready to get this election over with and uh, <laughs> like ready, so ready to like move past it. We have such a monstrous week next week. Starting off on Monday, we have got uh, Benjamin Goldberg is going to be our interview Monday morning. And then Tuesday, we're doing a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday, we're going to have Dee Patel, who is the managing director for the Hermitage Hotel. And we're going to have an election day kind of special interview. We're not putting that Wednesday. We're going to fast forward it to Tuesday. And we're going to be talking about all things. She is one of the most amazing people. And I am beyond excited. Uh, she is the new president for La Dame Escoffier. Like I said, the managing director, first managing director for the Hermitage Hotel. And we're going to be talking about all of these uh, all these things. Could you um, like go live and distract us during uh, like results (laughs) (laughs) i may i may (laughs) a big week for me also yesterday i celebrated one year of sobriety Um, much um it was so crazy i was feeling so much pressure coming up to it and um it was pretty emotional day my wife said yesterday she said well now there's no more surprises we've gone through an entire year That is all the birthdays, all the holidays, vacations, and a pandemic. So um, we feel pretty confident that going forward, like, what are you going to throw at us? I feel like I'm ready. However, uh, I do know that it is still one day at a time. I'm not getting arrogant over here. Just it was pretty cool. It's a pretty, pretty big moment for me and um, super humbled by all the love on social media yesterday. It was just really a, um, really a special day. Absolutely. Just really proud for you and of you and everything that you've done and put your heart into um just shining a light on this industry since you've done it. I mean, and surviving a pandemic without a drink is a feat so i will <laughs> call that out for sure so i'm proud for you and for what you've done and your wife and your boys just proud for you guys thank you so much um we, we're gonna jump right into this show because oh my gosh we have we're we have got a hell of a show today. The first segment of our show is going to be the what's new segment. It's brought to you by Cytex, and um, Cytex is a third generation family owned and operated linen mats and uniform company. They're really the good guys in the linen business, and I know a lot of people think that that's like an oxymoron, but they really are. Like the linen business is such a crazy business. They're the ones you can trust. They're going to come in and they're going to shoot you straight. Um, they're transparent with their pricing. They have incredible quality uh, and their service is second to none. Please, please, please go to Cytex-Corp.com or give Ross Chandler a call at 270-823-2468. They are standing by. Oh, and I want to show you something. Cytex is a new sponsor, has hooked it up. They hooked you up, Delia. You ready for this? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this. 52 is the high on Monday, and you now have a brand new vest. I like that one. This vest, Nashville Restaurant Radio vest. And then uh, you also have a polo and our brand new Nashville Restaurant Radio t shirt. Holy outfitted. Outfitted. You can get your own. Not only Delia has her own. But you can get your own right now at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. We have these t-shirts. This is a tri-blend. It's like that super, super duper soft with the rayon in it. It's just the most comfortable thing in the world. Awesome. So we're excited to have Cytex. 
we are going to bring on um, a our first guest here in just a second. We're going to be talking to Mr. Tom Morales um, of the uh, of Tomcats fame. Uh, he was on our show a little while back in the middle of the pandemic, and he made a pretty big announcement just um, a couple days ago. And we're going to bring him on uh, in just a moment. But let's um, let's talk about. What's new? What's opening right now, Delia? All right. I'll try to like run through this really fast because I think he comes on in five minutes. Is that right? Yes. Well, yeah. He comes on at four or three forty-five. Okay. Um, so first, I'm not trying to play favorites, um, but Locust open today and I am so pumped about some dumplings and shaved ice. So um, I tried to look to make a Reservation for today, and they're already booked up. So I'm going to get back there this weekend, probably because dumplings and Japanese style shaved ice. Like Trevor just kills it. Like everything he does, you know, he came from Tapper Street, and so to have someone of that caliber making a casual restaurant in just like 12 South neighborhood is really, really cool. So I'm excited for that today. Um, also this week, you know, Jasper's from Deb and uh, Doug open on Monday. And Nikki's Coal Fired Bagels come into the Gulch on Saturday for the first time at the old Zoli Coffee Space. Another Caroline Galvin uh, mention if you'd like to have a drink. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Attaboy again reopened last weekend. So really, really good. This exciting, like uplifting news from such a place that went through such a hard time. And Sid Gold's request room on Gallatin is open as of now. It's supposed to be a karaoke piano bar, but they're open Sam's karaoke for now. But they've got the cool thing. I mean, it's another silver lining because a lot of artists aren't touring right now. So they've got some great pianists that tour with big names that are just playing in this East Nashville bar right now. So that's happening. Um, I've been trying to catch up with what was happening in the old Royal Cleaners on 12 South. Um, and that's I've been dying to know. It's going to be a place called Emory from the owners of the distillery. So it's going to be like a wood-fired menu with pizza, burgers, steaks, seafood. Um, it'll be a patio. So I'm trying to get more information on that. I think it's going to be spring of next year. So that's a coming soon thing. Um, I'm just glad it's a restaurant. Yes, I know. I was like, it has to be a restaurant. And then there's also, do you know what's going on with, um, was it Embers? The bar on 12 South? Like they're building a what patio, a two-story thing. So what I understand is that on top of that, uh, we talked about this last week. The on top of that is there's always like a bus parked out front, like a like a Volkswagen yeah. bus that sells yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. That's gonna be their permanent store. There's- they're get- upstairs. I think they're gonna make an. Uh, that's from everything I've heard. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I believe they're gonna make a store out of that. Okay, because like, are they going to like a rooftop bar? Is what I kind of like went in my head to. I, it was that part last week, but. Coming soon and newly opening places. That's what I did. I did it kind of fast just now because I was like, didn't realize I was talking really quickly. You uh, did a fantastic job. And, you know, Mr. Morales is waiting right here. Are you ready okay. to go? Let's go. He gave me the thumbs up. Let's bring him in right now live. Mr. Tom Morales. Welcome, sir. How are y'all? <laughs> Hi. We, we're I'm making the- it, man. Yeah. I'm, What's that? I'm, I'm- I said, I'm up at the Buffalo River. I, I took a pause about six moons ago to to assess the situation. Sometimes if you're not in the leadership position in terms of uh, really for the hospitality industry, I think we're getting great leadership. But for the 
federal government we're not and and it's kind of a sad day for for, for me and the hospitality industry we we just laid off over 200 people didn't lay them off furloughed them but it's uh it's i'm in the pause zone is what i mean i i'm i'm just looking at the river flow by i saw an eagle this morning i've got my sons with me so life is good on that side on the other side uh you know there's there's a lot of uh sadness really in our company really so tell me about that i mean you know i've read the other day that you had had a uh, that you decided that you were going to go ahead and close Acme. Um, does that include also the Southern or any of your other ventures? Is that well, everything? We're keeping the Southern open. I think you have a little bit more of a uh, an upscale crowd there. Being polite, I mean, and 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 people, it's a higher ticket average, so people are coming in there, you know, on best behavior. Generally, we've had some incidences. We had some people walk in with mesh mask that said fake news on it and they wouldn't put on a real mask so we just kindly asked them to leave uh you know that in the hospitality industry you you are a you know you're naturally you don't count your hours you don't count the money you make you you count the pats on the back the compliments how great your food is how well they were treated and when we become the police it's it diminishes the reason you're in the business first off and lower broad is like a perpetual Trump rally. I mean, it's non-believers and COVID spreaders and you got to look at it as college kids. They're not flying in on airplanes. You know, they're, they're driving in on cars and, you know, I've got twin sons, 19 years old. Their prefrontal cortex is not developed yet. They're going to make decisions not based on, uh, what's best for them or best for their mom or best for their grandmom. They're going to make them what's best for them and let's have fun and the hell with everything else. And I've, I've, I've watched it for a month and I've watched uh, the Metro government really just fail us. They can say, uh, you know, they've got people down there watching it, but it is so obvious. I mean, it, it, you know, there's people packed in these places uh, and, you know, they come to our doors. We've had, eight or nine cases of COVID since we opened in a month. And some of them are serious. We've had one person, actually he got it before we even opened. He lost 23 pounds and was in ICU for two weeks and he's 43 Hmm. years old. So, you know, and I've had other people that didn't even feel symptoms. So I, you know, science is going to lead us through this. I think we could have instant testing at every, uh, mass gathering place right now if if the government the federal government had the will uh and then you know right off the bat i'm getting ready to get on an airplane in a couple weeks american airlines is going to test me for covid before i get on the flight so there's a way right now to reopen the economy but it's not just pretending that this isn't real or or you know saying it's fake news or whatever the hell you want to call it but uh it's sad and I, i wish some of these people could could look in the eyes of the people that work for me uh, um, you know, who, who can make, who can live off $275 a week with kids who aren't in school, you know, and they're feeding you them. And, can't. You, know, you can't do it with $900 a week. Everybody says, Oh, there's no incentive for them to go back to work. Who in this country so, can live off $900 a week? Tom, I'm going to go back just, and I don't think anybody can, but I want to go back a little bit. And so you, you were kind of the one that held out the longest, you were the longest to wait to reopen. So this is going to be a two-part question. When you did decide to reopen, 
why did you decide to go ahead and do it? And then was there a moment that you realized that we're, we need to close this thing down? And was it like one thing that happened or was it just a collection of a bunch of things? Well, I did some soul searching to even reopen. And the, the reality was, is the way the PPP money was designed, if you didn't spend it, you owed it or you lost it. And so, uh, you know, and between our operations, we have 360 people that work for us, not including the, the musicians who depend on our stage, you know, all the other people. So uh, it was a difficult decision to reopen. And then uh, we watched the, the usual suspects just violate the mandates. I wrote a strong letter about three weeks ago to the mayor. He didn't even have the courtesy to respond to me. Uh, hmm his leadership is shown in the fact that he won't even respond to, to the news people who are trying to get a comment about what's going on on lower broad. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to walk down Broadway and look, you know, no one's wearing masks. The police, they're not citing anybody, you know, they're, they're handing out masks. <laughs> you don't have to wear it, you know, just here, here's a mask. You know, and I'm, 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 I, they're in an impossible position. I understand that. I, I know we need hotel rooms. I know we need the, the business back. They need tax dollars. Wink, wink. That's the way I look at it, you know. Uh, but it puts the safety of, of my people in, in jeopardy because we're having to deal with these yahoos. And then you, 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 you put us in an unfair advantage because the guy next door doesn't follow the rules. And so then they come in with the attitude, well, I didn't have to do it next door. Why do I have to do it here? Well, because we're doing it the way the community has asked us to do it. And, you know, so, uh, you know, you can see the frustration in my face and probably hear it in my words, but. Um, well, I mean, do you have, I think you have every right. Do you, do you have, is it, is it like a group of downtown owners of these bars that can hang out and do you guys meet in a room and go, Hey, if I'm going to be the one policing, I need you to do something similar, or is it every man for himself? It's Nevada freestyle, every man for himself. You got people that don't believe it's real. You got people that think you open your doors and magically the economy comes back. Well, it comes back for 50% of the people who don't believe that it's a, a pandemic. And we need, you know, it's so short sighted. And for the city and for Butch Spearden and everybody else, to, what we need to be advertising is Nashville is a safe city. We take your health seriously so that the Music City Center will be packed. Then there's no nuance in the application. You could put 30,000 people in an outdoor stadium and not jeopardize anybody. But they choose to put 10,000 in there. And then, you know, then everybody packs the sports bars. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. But I just seems like common sense. I was raised to, you know, to do the right thing. But anyway. <laughs> you know, I know. like – the first one to close, the last one to open, you're doing it right. You're socially distancing. You're taking all the precautions. I understand. It's got to be so frustrating because you were a trailblazer in that way. And you're certainly a trailblazer on Broadway in that way. So, you know, I respect mm -hmm. speaks out against what everyone else is doing just in any, in any situation. So kudos to you for that. But I guess, what do you think, what can they do differently to make it a safe place where people can come safely now? I think that 
the cats out of the bag. I think we're seeing all these rural spikes around Nashville are probably the, the lower broad incubators that have sent them back home and now they're getting grandma sick. And, you know, once again, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I'll listen to them and I believe them over a politician any day. And, and to, you know, they kind of greenwash everything. They're trying to say, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. No, they're not. They're saying the right things, but they're not doing it. And they know they're not doing it. And so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in a desperate situation and the whole industry is, I mean, I, I, I had, I planned for a rainy day and not a pandemic, but, uh, we, we had 90 days of money sitting on hand to pay all the fixed costs and, the uh, PPP ran out in October, so you can just do the math. We're we're on our last ninety days without raising more money or borrowing more money or, or uh, closing. So, the, and and I know I'm in better shape than a majority of the people uh, in the industry, really, because I talked to them. And you know, you ask a question, you've got things like they could close lower broad and and spread the people out off the sidewalks. Well, they don't do it because two bar owners down there are friends with the mayor. They don't want to do it. You got the governor who's trying to take the, 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 uh, the mayor's power away from him from even declaring a, a mandate on health. So, you know, it's a frustrating time. November 3rd, hopefully everybody go out and vote and I don't care who you vote for, but vote. And, and I do care who you vote for actually, but I'm not going to tell you, uh, but I, I, I think that we, we need to we need to vote for common sense and and, uh, and true leadership. Leadership is transparent. Leadership is doing the right thing, even when it hurts. And uh, it's not about me. Uh, if it was about me, you know, I just do. You know, I could just do Nevada freestyle and just ask for volunteers to come to work and get sick, you know, but I don't do that. So thank you for that. <laughs> No, I was, I got to admit, I was, this morning I looked down and I live right beside a liquor store. So I looked down and there was a line outside the liquor store at 9am, which I guess is when they open. And then I was like, do they knew something that I know they don't know yet? I was like, is the mayor going to shut down stuff today in the press conference? So then I logged on to the press conference at 930. Sure enough. Um, no, he didn't say anything. He said cases are spiking, hospitals are full, but there was no mention of any changes to the rest of it. I was kind of surprised because I felt like when I saw that, I was like, oh, we're about to shut down again. We didn't. So what do you think? I mean, do you think the mayor feels his hands are tied as far as that goes because there's such clap back about the economy? Or what, what do you think is happening? And will well, it go after elections? Uh, I think I, I pray that after November 3rd, there'll be uh, let, let's just back up. The hospitality industry is 12% of the working econ uh, working economy. We, we small business provides 56% of the jobs in America. Uh, we are the largest employer of people other than the federal government. So you think you're safe in your job and in your position. Uh, they didn't give me any relief on the HEPA filters I put in my establishments to kill the virus. They didn't give me any relief on the $400,000 in AP I have sitting owed money I'm on payment plans with. You know, what they did is they gave me money to pay the landlords, who now I have 50% of what I used to have for the same amount of money. Uh, I've got, uh, they gave me money for my employees, which was God bless them. And they, they gave me money for the banks, you know, so the, 
the airline industry got a tax cut and they got a big $220 billion. You know, they're a publicly traded company. They bought their stock back. Then on, on October 1st, American Airlines laid off 15,000 employees. United laid them off. They didn't give them the money and tell them how to spend it like they did us. They, they gave it to them and said, do what you want with it. Well, if they had given me this PPP money, it, you know, I wouldn't have ever reopened, number one, until the science says to open. And we would have done things smart. But, you know, an entrepreneur, I, I, let me tell you, I've never had self-pity. I started with nothing. I'll end with nothing. We all come into the world naked. We'll go out naked. You know, I, that, that part doesn't bother me. The part that bothers me is you're dealing with uh, human beings who, if I don't keep them on some kind of uh, payroll or uh, whatever, you know, they're going to lose their insurance. So, uh, and, and mm. you know what's the soul of Nashville? Is that probably 30 to 40% of our people that work for us have a day job and a dream. They're here for music. They're here for the arts. You know, they play gigs. They practice. And they get their little, you know, they, they make great tips and they make a 30 hour week living so that they can qualify for their insurance and pay their rent. And then they go and pursue their dream. One day, you know, they're going to be big, big, big deals. And, you know, and I'm going to be just a restaurant owner. But we we want to we want to I'm sorry, the phone. We want to give give them the opportunity to realize their dream. And that's the soul and the core of who Nashville and what Nashville is. It isn't pedal taverns with girls booty grinding. You know, it's not. No one moved here. No corporation moved here because of the pedal taverns. No one moved here because of Kid Rocks. No, no one moved here. You know, I can give you a hundred other examples. The creative business has always been seedy, but it was seedy built around creativity. Yeah, George Jones would get drunk down there, and so would Willie Nelson and smoke some pot and all that. But that was the seediness that that came with the territory. Now we just have, if, if this is the it's the Nashville, exploitation, yeah, if this is the Nashville we want, then you know it's not the Nashville I'm going to be part of or participate in, and that's what I've chosen not to do. Lots well, of bold. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, you know, that's, that's backing up what you're saying. And that's a bold statement. Well, we can limp along or we can, you know what, if everybody came together as a community and, and, and said, let's do the right thing. When, when the tornadoes hit in East Nashville, no one said, it's a hoax. I'm not going over there to help those people. It's a hoax. You know, they didn't do that. They went over there and helped people. When the floods of 2010, people didn't say it's a hoax. It's fake news. It's not really happening. No, we went over and helped. That was what Nashville was. The advertising we give ourselves, I have a saying, a skunk gets his reputation from the advertising it gives himself. And, and to be 100% honest, we're just stinking the place up right now. Yeah, I I, um, I remember the days after the, the tornado, just the Nashville strong and how passionate everybody was right during that time. We're about to go into a segment where we talk about East Nashville. We're going to be talking about that moment and um, I'll love to get to get back there. What do you think that if we're talking to the people out there, let's just say thousands of people who live in Nashville in the hospitality industry are going to hear this. What can the individual do? What can the individual person do besides November 3rd? Go vote. I mean, we know that. 
But right now, just in your opinion, like what do we need to be doing? Can we organize? What can we do to help? Well, no, we, we're all in the same boat. The, the, the real people are, are doing the right thing. They're wearing masks. Uh, they're hunkering down. You know, they're not doing unhealthy behaviors, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I, God bless my 20 year old. They're 19. They'll be 20 soon, but they, they haven't done anything. And, and I feel so sorry for them. You know, they didn't even have a date, you know, in six months because they're, mm. they're worried about their mother and her, she has a pre-existing condition. So, you know, it, it, it's, and they're worried about me, I guess, cause I do too. I'm 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this is radio. <laughs> Oh, you're on video too. <laughs> oh, life's a struggle. No, but I, I, I've been, I just feel like, uh, you know, the thing that I am grateful for is that I've been able to slow down, spend time with my kids, get to know them better. It's kind of been a reprieve. You know, they go off to college, you think, oh, they're gone, I'm free, okay, blah, blah, blah. But then they come back into your life. Uh, and I see them watching them practice guitar, which is something they never did prior to COVID. And, and I see them doing, uh, they're working out and they've, you know, put on all this, they're, they're healthy and they're eating healthy and they're, and they're doing things that, that maybe wouldn't have happened if they'd just gone off to college and party for four years. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, and, and I'm, I'm grateful that we've done the right thing because you know who I hear the most from and it means the most. And sometimes I cry by myself because of it is, is the employees. I mean, you get an email from somebody that says, I know I'm going to be living off $275 a week, but anything's better than going into that building, knowing that we don't control the people who come into it. And, and that's an emotional thing. Wow. That's a, it's an incredible statement. You know, I think, I think that's one of the things that people from the exterior don't recognize is going on. You know, people, selfish people that care about themselves and their own having a good time going out at the expense of other people, hearing the perspective from the actual people in the trenches doing the work that when you close down and they say, we're going to go on 275 a week because we'd rather do that than have to go in and be in an unsafe situation because of that. It's, um, it's, it's heartbreaking. Oh, we've got females that are pregnant, you know, and they, and they, they have to work. They want to work. We'll work. I don't want to work, but I, I have to work. And, and, you know, that's heartbreaking. I mean, it's heartbreaking. I don't, you know, you can't say no, but you, you don't really want to put them in that situation either. So, uh, we, we, everything, I mean, I sound dire here, but I, you know, I don't know whether this is a serious thing. It may be weakening, but you know what, let's science, science tell us, you know, this fake mirage of open up, you know, well, Bridgestone does, it's a 30 story building. They don't have a soul in it. You got, mm. you know, Pinnacle Bank, which is my bank and, and, and they're a bunch of great people. They had a COVID outbreak. There's 150 people in the Pinnacle building, you know, mm. all the people that are living off the stock market. They're not in their offices. No. Well, Tom, I saw you post on Facebook. I, I saw you post on Facebook. Customers. <laughs> What's that? That probably just lost about 50 customers. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? Um, we'll make I think up. that I think that you've got to speak the truth and you got to speak from your heart. And we try and do that here. I saw that you had posted that this was happening on Facebook yesterday or day before. And... I knew we were doing this show today and I just wanted 
I wanted to give you a chance instead of just that that paragraph where you say something on a Facebook post, the ability to come on and talk it out a little bit. I love. I wanted to hear kind of a little bit about why you had to make that decision and how hard that decision was to be made. And um, I salute you, man. I salute you for having morals and the the backbone to stand up and do the right thing in a time that it's it's really hard because a lot of people are straight their backs against a wall and they don't have options. And um, your option right now, the one you're taking, is to take a pause and uh, do the right thing. And I salute you. And thank you for coming on the show today. Let me just say one thing in closing. A, Please. I, there's greed that motivates people. There's desperation that motivates people. And, and, then, and, and then there's just, you know, the right thing to do. And I, there's people that are in desperate situations that have to be open. And I respect them. I don't. The people that act out of greed that don't follow the rules are the people I'm talking to. Heard. Tom Rallis, thank you so much for joining us on the roundup today. And uh, love to have you back anytime on the show. We'll do another interview. Thank you so much. And nice to meet you. Bye, Tom. Wow. I'm going to turn off my hair. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I had that off. I didn't hear it. That was nice of him to come on the show and and give us that update. And that's funny. I've never met him before. Like, that was my first time, like, sort of interacting with him. Really? Yeah, I know. Um, I usually interact with, like, the first, like, Lauren Morales. um, I haven't interacted with him before. So, we're Facebook friends. So, I saw his uh, post on Tuesday, but that's not the extent of it. So, no, he's. I admire anybody with that kind of he, passion for his employees and taking care of his own and to do his own thing. Um, I just admire that, you know? You know what I love about him is, um, and it's not just me being a homer, but one of the re- main things I loved having when he did the interview on Nashville Restaurant Radio is just his love for Nashville. His love for the city of Nashville, the history of Nashville, and just really caring about everything that goes on uh, inside of Nashville. And he's been a champion for it. I mean, you notice like, the Southern, if you, I got, to, he, he gave me a tour of the Southern. He walked me around the Southern, I think the second week they opened. And he showed me all of the things. There's like Easter eggs all over the Southern. He's like, and this picture over here, I put this right here because it faces this way. And I met this guy on a day where he told me that the South was the way to be. So the picture of him is facing this way. And there's like so many little things like that all over the Southern just because he has so many memories and you know, it's not, he's not doing anything for any other reason. And I love that. Like his true North is like, I just want to, I want to do what's right. right. And that's so refreshing. It's, it's not, you just don't ever see it. So true. Especially, I mean, lately, it, I think some people are just acting out of desperation and not necessarily out of um, intelligence. Even they're, they're just, they're just desperate for business or to do, to do what other people are doing. So anybody that speaks differently and does something different, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's keep it rolling. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're going to jump on. Uh, let's keep going. We've got a, a new kind of a new segment that we've been teasing all week. And this segment is going to be the bars, best bars and happy hours. We want to keep you up to date as to where to go and have drinks and one of our new sponsors, Miracle One, is a uh, 
and it's he's got a test video and you got to turn your uh your speaker on there charlie there he is we're bringing on charlie mcpherson charlie how are you sir i'm well how are you guys hi we're doing great charlie do you know delia i don't know or delia no other there than she is. I'm listening to you on the on the show. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet yeah, you as well. Okay. So like Charlie's the like oh, Christie's t-shirt. Sorry. What's that? I'm liking the Christie's cookies t-shirt. Oh. oh yeah, we're about to get yeah, into yeah, that yeah. one. Very cool. Well, Charlie, we've you you're the owner of Miracle One Wines. Tell us real quick about Miracle One Wines. Uh will do. Um so my wife and I back in um uh, December of 2019 decided that we were uh, over um, uh, well I was over working for um, uh, billionaires and millionaires and egomaniacs and we were going to start our own wine company we were going to put all the wine in keg we were going to source from family wineries and we were going to focus on the restaurant and hotel channel um, and so we put all of our uh, chips in the middle of the table if you will and uh, started that process and then COVID hit and we had to do some soul searching. And uh, after some conversations with some great restaurant partners around the country, um, decided to stay the course. And so here we are. Um, we have launched in Colorado and in Tennessee. Um, and we currently have three offerings. We have a Pinot Noir, a Chardonnay, and a Rosé. And we are on the cusp of getting uh, several placements, both here and in Colorado. Nice. Congratulations, man. So we are so excited to partner with you because I know you outside of, you know, Miracle One. And I think that you're an awesome guy and you're very knowledgeable and you love to support Nashville restaurants. And if you are a restaurant out there, I want to tell everybody about our new promotion because this is going to be so much fun uh, starting next week. Right. Right. So starting next week. We're going to do exactly this. So we've, we're going to bring Charlie on. You see, Charlie, you are you look like you're somewhere that sells wine. I'm, I'm at I'm at the Westin Hotel, which is you are going to be a partner of ours. What's okay. that? Are you upstairs? Yeah. I was like, it looks yeah, familiar. At L27, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Charlie, like, so next week, Charlie will come on. He'll be at a bar or a restaurant. He's going to say, I'm at L27. And then he's going to invite our entire audience to come join him there to try his wines, correct. is that right? That is correct. Yeah, we wanna show some love to the people that are partnering with us. We're gonna spend a little bit of money. Uh, anybody who wants to come try the wines, we'll have them available for them. And um, we'll be available for probably an hour and a half or two hours, somewhere around four to six, something like that. So now, not only do we bring you the best Nashville news, the best interviews with the top chefs, we're now giving you free wine. Is this the best show on the, on the planet? I don't even know what's going on here. So make sure that you are listening to the roundup every week at four o'clock. We're going to have the where's Charlie segment and Charlie and your wife, right? What's your wife's name again? My wife's name is Julie. She's actually on a, uh, another call, but typically she'll be with me and she's much more pleasant to look at and talk to I assure you. So it'll be a where's Charlie and Julie and you'll be able to go join them and drink some wine. You got to stay tuned. You got to watch the roundup. You got to know where they are and you just go join them. So free wine. If you're watching the roundup, you will do this socially distance. Yes. You'll stand back. Everybody can go have a good time. It'd be nice and safe. And then we'll talk about all the best bars and hopefully promote some of the bars that you're currently at like L27 at the top of the Weston hotel. Absolutely. Yeah, I want awesome. to bring my laptop and just walk over there right now. <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> the internet's working fine. I'll just be walking down the road with my laptop. You know. Sure, you got it. it you, I'm now going to lose Delia every week at four. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some rosé. Um, yeah. Are you going to be available in stores or restaurants here, or what's the plan? No, this is this is uh, importantly actually. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, uh, one of the one of one of the positives about having your own company is that you get to choose what you get to do, and these will be only available to restaurants, hotels, and they're ultimately direct to consumer. Um, but um, you will never you won't see these wines in in retail and or grocery store chain, which is something that most restaurateurs like to hear. Right. Nice. So these are great. These are great wines for are they high end wines? Good house wines are great. Just the, all around. The, these are OK. So these are the these are unique um, wines in the sense that they are. First of all, they're 100 percent certifiably or certified sustainably farmed by the state of California. Uh, nice. There's no animal products used in the making of these wines, which means they're vegan and vegetarian as well. Nice. Um, <clears throat> they are, um, they have the, and because of the keg delivery system, there's a couple of things that are interesting to, um, I think consumers and business owners alike is that, um, the, the margins are much better because we don't get tied up in the packaging of, you know, dyes and cardboard and glass and all that stuff. Um, the kegs are reusable. Um, it, it is the lowest carbon footprint delivery system in the wine business today. And it's existed for a while now, um, in the, in the beer world, but in the wine world, it's really only become popular in the last few years. And we're really taking it and pushing it, uh, as a margin enhancement tool, it's cleaner. It's an, it's a better delivery system. And, and, you know, in a COVID world, that's important. Um, speed of service. There's a ton of things that I can run down the list on why these why these wines are just awesome. But they're all by the glass pricing, so they're going to be, you know, between ten and fifteen dollars a glass. So they're fantastic, quote unquote, everyday wine. But they're they're over delivering at that price, and that's what we want to achieve. Good. So what's what? Tell me the varietals you have real quick, and then we'll talk about where people can get them, and then we're going to talk about the best bars in town. Excellent. Okay, so. Um, we have Pinot Noir available, Chardonnay, and Rosé right now. Um, Chenin Blanc and Gravert's Demeanor are on deck. Uh, those are very small production, um, but worthy to note, the Chenin Blanc is actually quite good. And um, yeah. uh, and we'll keep you guys informed as to where you can get them. And you can always go to um, MiracleOneWineCompany.com. Right now, you have to actually type that in, or you can just email me, Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y, at MiracleOneWineCompany.com, and I will get to you. And you are distributed by? Uh, Empire Distributors. Uh, okay, so you could also call your Empire rep, right? Yes, you can call your Empire rep, and they should be able to look us up, and they can share pricing with you. We can get you samples, anything that you need. Uh, yeah, you want to reach out for, um, I, I would say, probably go direct to Kevin Church at uh, Empire. Uh, he's, wow. uh, he's a... He's a Nashville icon. I think most of the people in the restaurant business know who he is. So Yeah, we, we love Kevin. Yeah. All right. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. We are so excited every week to join the Where's Charlie uh, episode. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> maybe you just need to broadcast from wherever we're going. I'll give you a heads up maybe ahead of time. We can have like a twin us and then the curtain drops and we're like, where's Charlie? Because we're here too. Sweet. Yes. I mean, now you're giving you're giving away ideas. <laughs> Sorry. See, next time we do a live, somebody's like, "We're just going to go live, and then Charlie will just show up, and we'll just go there." So, right. Delia, where are you physically? 
Uh, I'm in the Gulch. I can look at I can look at the L27 from right here. Wow, that's awesome. Cool. In my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> She's in her apartment. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Good. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Charlie. Have a great day, man. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right, Charlie McPherson. There you go. Oh, I got my address there. That was almost dangerous. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't don't say it. Don't say it. Okay. Well, so let's let's go into we we're gonna bring on uh, Laura Wilson here in just another couple minutes, and we're gonna go into our full on East Nashville segment. What are the best bars? What tell me? Give us a bar update. Just a couple seconds here, Delia. Yes. You. All right. Um. So I guess I kind of just focused on happy hour when I was rounding this up because there aren't a lot to be had these days. It's very different going to a bar right now because you might go to a bar that used to have 20 seats and now it has four. So I think from, from bars that you typically couldn't get happy hour specials at, you can get now. So um, Patterson House is one of those. So you can get Catbird seat, Baxter's food, downstairs at the Patterson House, bar style uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. They've got $10, uh, some specific cocktails. They've got snacks that are 5 to $7. Historically, they've had a great burger. Um, I haven't had it in a little while, but uh, Patterson House is one of my favorite all-time bars just because the vibe is super dark and mysterious, and cocktails are always, always excellent. Um, got a shout-out. We had Andy Little on last week and 12 South. I got a shout-out his cheesesteak happy hour because good drink. Yeah. Uh, you know, I judged a cocktail competition a couple weeks ago, and their bartender is a Kelly. Um, he won, and so she's she's making drinks there, so you can get a great drink, good cheesesteak, and um, that's one of my favorites in town. Cafe Rose, who I think Rose Pony is going to be opening any minute in Bellmead, but they've got eight dollar martinis and five dollar wine and discounted food also um, from four to six p.m. during the week, and also Husk uh, recently. I think revamped their happy hour from four to five on Monday through Thursday. They've got nine and ten dollar cocktails. They've got the Husk cheeseburger, which is one of the best in town. Um, pimento cheese, all at special prices for happy hour. And then I had to include one rooftop, even though we're getting sort of out of like prime rooftop weather. Um, L.A. Jackson at the Thompson Hotel has four to six p.m. five dollar rosé, which you know I'm rosé is like queso to me. I'll, I'll run to it. And, <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are my top five right now happy hours awesome I, and thank you for doing that too because i have no clue um, I know. you need to get less like a mocktail roundup which is something i do need to uh, we went to the goat over there in um sobro my wife and i the other day to go do just like a little opening thing that they were doing and they made some mocktails this like blueberry mule that was fantastic. We had four of them. I was like, can you, we're going to like get sugar high. Is that what's happening here from these mocktails? They were so good though. We had so much fun. Um, and I will, I will start working on where to get the best mocktails. Um, anywhere that sells Maypop right now is like the thing. I'm like, yes, let's do, where that. do I buy that. What's that? Where do I buy that? At the, at the farmer's market? Is that what they said? I have no idea. I I drink uh, mango spindrift is kind of my, I drink way too much of it. My wife goes to Target and hooks it up. So we're about to jump into this new segment. Um, and we got, we're going to bring on Laura Wilson here in just a second. But uh, Delia, tell us about our neighborhood spotlight. Is it time? It's time. 
We're right. ready. Uh, neighborhood Spotlight is East Nashville, and it's brought to you by Christy Cookie. You have your shirt? Here at Cookie? Represent. They got these pins. Um, so I realized that I'm one year older than Christy Cookie. It's um, 1983? 1983. I was born in 1982. So for 30, oh, it's a long time. <laughs> 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 Over 35 years. Um, <laughs> Slight meltdown. Christy Cookie has been making the best cookies on the planet right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we got Laura here now. Hi. I, I just threw her in while we were talking about this. I better jump into the stream. How you doing, I Laura? I had a meltdown because I realized I was one year older than Christy Cookies. And then I was like, for over 35 years. Okay, so then had a moment. So hi, Laura. Um, <laughs> but Christy Cookies are great. Um, you can smell the butter in the cookies when you walk into the shop in 12 South. Um, they have good ingredients and you can get these tins, which we showed you. These are great gifts for Christmas. You can, I think you can ship them anywhere in the country. Anywhere. Um, I, I opened it. Did you eat one yet? Oh, I, I have like a whole box of cookies. Okay. Believe me, when we started doing the Christy cookie thing, I said, we need to be eating their cookies throughout the episode. It's very important that we pick up fresh cookies every week. I know. I was like, I got distracted by the cookies. Now I'm like, I was talking about it. You can get these tins <laughs> with Music City Flair. Um, they kind of just show some Nashville flavor, and they are spotlighting our new East Nashville Neighborhood Spotlight this week, and they're the sponsors for that segment. Yes. I'm going to point this cookie out. This cookie I'm right here is a lemon white chocolate cookie that my wife threatened my life if I ate it. Is this white chocolate macadamia? I think. Yes. <laughs> and they have white chocolate cranberry and I have white chocolate macadamia too which I'm going to enjoy right now Laura I'm so sorry that we are going to be eating white chocolate macadamia nut cookies right here can I mail her a cookie you can you can mail me a cookie bring me a cookie any I'll bring it on your doorstep yep so I'll tell you I was at uh, the Green Hills Grill today and I was wearing this shirt like in my sweatpants I'm wearing right now <laughs> and I was standing there and everybody that walked by goes oh my god I love those cookies those are the best cookies those are the best cookies so if you're listening to this and you're not from Nashville and you want to send a piece of Nashville anywhere in the country, christycookies.com. All right. So we have one more advertisement. Mm. Gary just dared me to eat the cookie. We should bring it. With this segment where we talk about East Nashville, it's going to be so fun because we've brought in our local legend for the week, Laura Wilson. Or so, have you been have you ever been referenced, Laura, as a local legend? No, I'm incredibly uncomfortable with any of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm a big dirty wine cook. I mean, really, like at the end of the day, that's what's made this all happen. Which like, is precisely why you are a local legend. Steaks <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so. We're going to bring Laura on to talk about East Nashville because she's like practically the mayor of East Nashville. And um, she's like, just stop it. Local Legend is brought to you by um, Local Legend is brought to you by Mobile Fixture. And Mobile Fixture is uh, if you're opening a restaurant, you need expert advice, quality kitchen equipment. They are the company for you. They're located in Smyrna. They have a warehouse. You can go showroom. You can go check out all of their stuff. So if you need somebody to help you organize your kitchen, set up where everything needs to go, give them a call, set up a consultation, go visit them, go look at their stuff. Um, 
Ben Whitlock's been on the show. He's co-host of the Roundups. Fantastic guy. He's the uh, he's the guy to give a call over there at uh, Mobile Fixture. Go to our website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Click the Sponsor tab where you will find Mobile Fixture and set an appointment today. Okay, Laura, thank you for hanging out through all of that. I so didn't realize there were going to be pictures. I so would have gotten like my TikTok ring light or something. I'm kidding. I don't do the ring light. The ring light. <laughs> I, ha- I have a ring light. I bet you do. You look like that's what. Look at you. I'm in trouble when the sun goes down, which is going to be like in 10 minutes next week because I don't have any lights on. I just, yeah, I'm I'm in the fall. (laughs) Our house is full of Zoom right now. My son's downstairs in a Zoom DMD session. (laughs) A Zoom what? Dungeons and Dragons, man. Oh, man. It's a thing. I thought you said DMB. I'm like, Dave Matthews Band is doing a Zoom. So, Laura, do you live in East Nashville? I do. Wow. I've lived in East Nashville since I moved to Nashville from New Orleans in 2002. Oh, wow. So. Before East Nashville was East Nashville. It was, it was so my husband, we live in a house that my husband Grant bought before we met. And, um, you know, Grant. Uh, you. Brennan was that uh, we were one of the first, uh, uh, adopters of Creation Gardens when Brandon was first coming into the national scene at the um, Wild Iris. Iris where Grant proposed to me on a Friday night in the middle of service so I didn't really much yes <laughs> so uh, anyway I love East National I mean it's um, it has changed in the last 18 years a great deal um, some of that change had already started with the tornado in 1999 um, and we're seeing another cycle of you know i mean it's of of churn as it were sure um so laura let's let's let everybody know who you are and what you do um because i think that citizen kitchen is so cool like tell us like give us the 411 on and all your and so at some point when you're a chef and you're like what do I do because my back hurts? Um, <laughs> to figure out what that is. And um, I had my son when I was 38 and uh, and kind of had to figure out a thing. You know, we had a restaurant called Umbi uh, and I just needed to figure out something else that I would I could do. It wasn't 80 hours a week. And, and so I worked for the National Farmers Market. And when I worked there, I saw the need for small food producers to have a low cost space and a licensed kitchen to be able to produce their goods. You know, we, um, you know, you do most food that is not non-hazardous, potentially hazardous food. You have to cook in a, in a licensed kitchen and building something like that out. You have to put your house on it or it's, you know, $75,000 to even knock on the door. So, so there were a lot of other kitchens like this that were popping up in the country and they're called commissary kitchens. And it's really like a co-working space for chefs where people can reserve time and the owner of the kitchen owns the ovens and the tables. And, you know, we even go so far as we provide towels and aprons and spatulas and whisks and cutting boards and cheap pans and all that. Um, so now we have, we started in West Nashville with the kitchen in the love building at um, 4611 Alabama Avenue. And we started that in um, 2015, October of 2015. So we just hit our our five-year mark. Um, Congratulations. 
Right. I mean, it's it's been such a great pivot and turn. It's um, it's really rewarding for me because I still get to hang out with all my people. You know, like cooks and kitchen people are all just this this tribe. And um, now, and I'm super weird, and I just don't fit in anywhere else. (laughs) 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 And um, and so then in 2017. Um, when Hunter Station was starting, uh, they were starting to talk about that. And I had talked to um, Mike Bodner from Fresh Hospitality a couple of times about what we were doing. And um, and he said, you know, let's look at this space. And so ended up we became partners with Fresh. And, um, and one of our brands, one of the brands that works within Citizen Kitchens is already has their brick and mortar in partnership with fresh hospitality. So that really the thinking of that was, you know, I want, I want to be the farm team. You know, I want to put different kinds of opportunities in front of our clients. Um, and those including like, you want 20 multi-unit fast casual things Go that way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? So, That's so cool. We, we fix oven. you know, now my husband works with us. And so he fixes ovens and walk-ins and, um, and my old sous chef from Umbi is our general manager. <laughs> that um, Umbi though, that Umbi back in the day, I got to say was one of the coolest places. You had Terrell Rayleigh bartending, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It was you and Kim Totsky and your partner. Yeah. And then who's, I forget who the and sous then, chef. Um, so Rob Cox was the sous chef for a long yes, time. Yes. And then, um, and then Alan Horsnell, who is now the general manager of Citizen Kitchens, um, and uh, Molly Martin of Juniper Green. I love Molly. I love Molly. Was a, oh my gosh, she's the best. She was a server at Envy before she started cooking. When no Bob Cox left and went to uh, table three, Molly went there and started cooking and went from front of the house to the back of the house. I tell you that place. I remember going there. You had you had like whole hog dinners. Oh, those are fun. And, and then the just... table, the little like copper copper bar that was fun. That was the cool. I was there all the time. I, I don't know how often I came to that little back alley and brought food yeah. in and yeah. your right. preserved well, lemons. Back there all the time, asking if he could not cook. Do what? Eating the, that's where our soup wells were. Where and he'd like just park back there behind the expo. <laughs> Eat soup and can I stunt cook? <laughs> oh, the old days. Nashville. Well, I you know it's funny because I'm looking here and I got a couple comments for you. Um, Amanda Virgilito oh, says, hi. "Hi, Laura. They aren't wrong. You are a local legend. She's lovely. Love Isn't it. she the best?" <laughs> and then Gary Garrett points out that um, he remembers the old Creation Gardens days. Oh, yeah. Also, I remember oh, Gary. Hi. <laughs> Gary from Ruth Chris fame, um, where I proposed to my wife. Gary was the Aww. chef there. And little known fact to many people, Gary was the very first chef I ever called on on my own as a salesperson. In my whole career, Gary Aww. was the first guy I walked in. I, I don't know why I felt confident enough to walk in to talk to Gary, of all people, because you were not approachable, Gary. But I did. What's that? Didn't someone steal a truck or something way back in the day? Oh, yes. <laughs> I can't. 
he remembers that. <laughs> yeah, we had a yeah, we had a we had a, a driver steal a truck. Yeah, bless it. We had some fun times back in the but day. But my favorite thing though was the CD that I got a hold of one time that y'all made and gave out at a Christmas party. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or were you still there? Mm. Made a CD and uh, that times it of when it was that, that someone like actually burned a CD of it um, of all the chefs ordering late night wasted. <laughs> and so there is still floating out around there a CD of, of tons of national chefs because creations you could order till like after midnight. Mm -hmm. um, late night uh, when you used to still be phone ordering and not online, like I would need some of that. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and then the next day yeah, they I go. To like, like, I'm totally dating myself. <laughs> it is all good. Okay. So okay. Laura, we do have an East Nashville segment that we need to talk about. Christy Cookie really wants us to highlight neighborhoods that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We are. And they are a Nashville company and they um, they love our city and they want us to shine a light on the people of East Nashville. But I want to give a quick little history, just kind of a Wikipedia version of East Nashville, if you, if you will. Um, East Nashville is an area of creative and artistic flair, has a trendy, progressive atmosphere, and after 10 plus years of the slow and steady rise, the neighborhood has managed to keep its eclectic, artsy vibe while welcoming a diverse mix of newcomers. Like it attracted many in the late 19th century, it continues to attract young urban professionals and liberal minds because of the easygoing environment and quaint neighborhood qualities. There are many coffee shops and art galleries interwoven within the neighborhood, making it a biker's or walker's paradise. The Tomato Art Festival is a popular summer festival in East Nashville, specifically at the Five Points, where Woodland, Clearview and 11th Streets Festival in East Net. Oh, sorry, where they intersect. There are many other festivals and fairs throughout the year. Also, residential redevelopment has taken hold of the outer neighborhoods since it's been spreading from the Edgefield area. It significantly brought up home prices. And more and more younger people are calling it home. Um, there's three specific areas there in the East Nashville, uh, in East Nashville, and those areas are um, East End. Mm -hmm. There's the historic Edgefield and Lachlan Springs. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit of a, a general idea of East Nashville. And then I want to talk about some of the really cool places to eat. And I don't want to talk about the big boys. Yeah. Right. Because everybody knows all the big boys. And Delia has got a whole, she, she's just going to go into a whole list of the coolest things. If you want to know the inside dish about East Nashville, Laura, you're here to help us with this. Okay. Delia is about to give it to you. What? No, I want to hear Laura's like top neighborhood. Like she lives in the neighborhood fix. I want to. I want her to go. All right. So there's something that I'm most excited about right now, and it's a little more in the Inglewood, Inglewood. It's which is um, TKO mm -hmm. is hosting the Bill's Sandwich Shop. Yes. yes. Have you had it? I have not yet, I'm and so I'm excited. so bad. So it's Ben Disler from and from uh originally Breeden's Orchard but we've been friends for since I moved to Nashville as part of that small group of folks in the in the east so he's been east forever he used to manage Ralphie May and now 
he is making pasta and pasta sauce and bread and bagels and okay, so yeah, I know. So and so he's just with taco shells. Have you had the queso? Oh, with I I want them so. But no, I need to have them. That's cool. I know. So um, uh, Aaron Disler, Aaron Clemens mm -hmm. of City House, Katrina and Keller, amazingly talented chef, and Ryan Bernhardt, who owns Keo, um, they are going to keep launching Bill's Sandwich Shop, and I am I'm here for it. Yes, I'm very excited to try it. I keep seeing the pictures on Instagram, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed it. I've missed both of like their their pop up for I'm like, I'm dying to try it. With Shotgun Willies, also for um, Inglewood, it is odd to, I mean, not odd, but it's rare to see Texas style brisket. Well, I mean, other than Terrell at Butchertown, who does a great job with it there, but like in a barbecue joint, um, Shotgun Willies is a great barbecue joint. I love the makeshift patio he's made on the front there. So if you like the AstroTurf and picnic tables, if you want to go eat barbecue outside, you could totally do it at Shotgun Woolies. I mean, that's some of the things that I'm really, I'm enjoying seeing. You know, when you, when you look at what's happening, you know, you can be really sad that there is a hollowing out of the restaurant world that does not have the resources to stay. And that's terrifying and awful. And the only thing that I can do to make myself feel a little better about it is really look at what the pivot is. And so like at Citizen Kitchens, we have a bunch of people that are making the pivot, like Zito from uh, Rock and Rolls, who was a tour manager for really big music tours, like Ariana Grande. And now wow. he, yeah, like, I mean, a big deal. Yeah. And now he and his wife are making- um are rolls? rolls. Have you had yeah. them? No, I haven't had them. Okay. Those- you must have. Wow. So anyway, it's called Rock and Rolls with a Z, um, and they they're just the best cinnamon rolls I've ever. They look good, yeah. I love um, a good cinnamon roll. That's a fun story of like a pivot, like you said too. But yeah, so like <laughs> make the best of this. And Warren and uh, and Ryan are doing with uh, TKO. I love that. You know, yeah. I love the I love the fact that they're figuring out ways, and this is outside of East Nashville, but like what Julia Sullivan's doing at Henrietta Red with the um, with the market, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. it's taking existing things and figuring out how to how to make sense out of them. Um, you've already mentioned Cafe Rose. I think they're now a big dog. I know. I, like, I had this list of like places that everybody knows. But yeah, Lou. Yeah. Oh, Lou, where uh, Fort Fort Louise. Louise, Lou is really lovely. Killing it. Um, so I have a funny story about that. Um, cause I went there, I went to Lou yesterday to meet Aww. Malia and I didn't, I didn't catch her, but I was, I was at Pelican and Pig yesterday talking what? to, um, Nick Gidry and he goes, <laughs> baby, I know and the baby's so adorable. Oh my gosh. Um, but I was over there and Eastside bought me something. I'd also don't want to forget cause that's a new place. It's yeah. really, really, really good. Uh, but he I had him at the farmer's market, but not at their place yet. So I live in West Nashville, so I don't get out to East Nashville as much as I like to. Like every time I'm there, I'm like so excited. So I'm like, holy shit, I have so much stuff I can eat right now. This is amazing. Yeah. It's hard to even decide. But I stopped in there and uh, I'm doing this. Where should we where should we go? And he goes, you got to go check out Lou, man. Lou is amazing. And, I, and, he, and he looked at me and he was like, every time I say that to you, you look shocked. And I go, but isn't that place has been there for a, a little bit? And he goes, well, it used to be called Fort Louise. And I went, yeah. Oh, 
I keep thinking that that's what you're talking about. It's Fort Lewis. He goes, no, 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 that place is gone. It's a whole new place. And I was like, oh, I thought, because I had been in Fort Louise, and I was like, eh, so, I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, it's there. And he goes, uh, that's why you keep looking. Every time I mention Lou, you look at me like I'm crazy. He goes, because you didn't know it was a new place. And I'm like, I haven't been there. I don't know. So he was like, he's like, get over there right now, because it's Water that good. Great. We're so excited. You know, we're happy to be neighbors. I mean, I think I'm when we were planning Susan Kitchens, I was, I was there a lot. Um, <laughs> she's so talented and he's so talented. And their adaptation during this has all been incredible. Too. Oh, like, boys. Like, yeah. Now those I had, I had uh, like five. <laughs> I'm just so too. Was, that was, that was a good pivot. That was a fantastic pivot. Agreed. Um, and then, um, you know, Greco, don't sleep on Greco. It's mm -hmm. so good. They're octopus, though. I think I'm off of octopus for a little bit after watching my octopus teacher on Netflix. I can't watch it. Oh. <laughs> I can't watch it. Anyway. What is that? It's just, just watch it. It's called My Octopus Teacher. It has nothing to do with food. It has yeah, everything it'll to make do with you octopus, right? right? How yeah. smart octopus are? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. It's really, really good. It's it's a beautiful anyway. I digress. But Greco, yeah, another I think yeah. for the salt. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, East Nashville. I mean, you know, clearly I'm gonna I I love and see all of the wonderful small businesses and citizen kitchens. So I, you know, I'll give them a minute because I don't want to not talk about them. So cake pies, I love them. When you're. Uh, so good. And uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, so they have a lot of ordering. Um, that we've had some pop-ups in Citizen Kitchen too. So uh, Deep Sea Vegan, a lot of our vegan restaurants are, are bringing stuff in. And another thing that we're seeing in the pivot as well is in um, Ghost Kitchens. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so we have several several people that are operating as Ghost Kitchens out of Out of your space? Uh-huh. Oh. Both out of East and West. Um, Soy Cubano, Brandon, you should check out. Soy I've Cubano. been wanting to try that. Okay. He works out of the West Kitchen, and that's one you can. Uh, so just so everyone knows, what the Ghost Kitchen is is um, it only serves third-party delivery services. So like you'll see the menu up on uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash. Mm -hmm and all that and they're working out of a shared use commissary kitchen or something that's not a brick and mortar and so that way people can try out an idea and you know not be out a million dollars when it doesn't work <laughs> i love well, it when it works <laughs> you know i trace well, down i trace down this address of a, it's a pizza place Mm -hmm. I traced down, I think, 12 different concepts on Uber Eats yeah. right to this one address on Union Street. And I was like, hmm. That is the cook kitchen. So yeah. that's another one that where a bunch of different uh, places are. Right, right. Interesting. It's, that is a spring thing that we didn't know a year ago. Yep. Well, I wanted to All ask right. you about Surf and Bird Hot Chicken. Yeah, I so they this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I wanted to ask you about it. It's legit. Well, I have not yet had it. Okay. And I'm... <laughs> I'm a hot chicken person, so I'm not gonna say till I have. But he he has won several awards. Oh yeah. Um. You know I'm I'm uh and so I'm excited to try it. I'm, totally I think I'm gonna have to order. Totally, you know that I, I definitely have the the ability to kind of just like walk in and be like, oh. Hey. <laughs> All right, Quality. Laura. 
I love you. Love you um, too. And I'm, it, it warms my heart to see you live and to talk to you. I miss you. And uh, we should grab coffee sometime. I'd love to come see the kitchen and do the whole thing. Unfortunately, we've got some amazing people in the wings waiting. Harant, Harant and Liz. Oh, hi. You want to say hi to them? Yes. Hi. I love those guys. We love you too. Here they are. (laughs) We're going to do the second half of our East Nashville segment. We're going to highlight our... Well, good, what chefs? <laughs> we're gonna highlight that. We're gonna highlight uh, Lyra. So we're really excited. Lyra's fantastic. Awesome. So Laura, thank you for stopping by today, yeah. and we will do this again. I'd love thank that. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, Laura. <laughs> Her aunt and Liz, what's Hi. up? Much. How you doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Do you guys know Delia? We do. Yeah. Hi. Hi yeah. We're excited to have you. Can y'all hear us okay? We can. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. We're back in the back room, so hopefully there won't be any interruptions. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are, we're so excited to have you guys on. We're in the middle of a feature for East Nashville, and you guys are being brought on today because what chefs want, um, otherwise known as Creation Gardens, has they want to sponsor every single week a highlight of a local restaurant. And I'm going to do a little bit of a spot. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Creation Gardens and what chefs want. And then we're going to jump in and hear more, much more about you. Is that okay? Yeah. So uh, local spotlight brought to you by What Chefs Want. What Chefs Want is exactly that. It's it's their business model. It's so fun. When I used to work, as we just referenced with Lauren, used to wor- well, Laura used to work at uh, what was then called Creation Gardens. They created their business model um, based upon the difficult, the making the difficult lives of chefs easier. The owner uh, did an interview. He said, I'm going to sit down and talk to chefs. They kept having all these different uh, needs and wants. So he said, I'm going to sit down and just identify what it is. And he sat down with chefs and he said, what, what would make your life easier? And they said, we'd like to get deliveries every day. He goes, even Sunday? And he goes, even Sunday. And he said, done. Uh, they said, we'd like to be able to split more cases. You know, sometimes I don't need 60 avocados. I just need four. And he said, done. Figured out a way to sell everything that they sell. They'll split every case. They said, hey, look, you know what? We'd like to order later at night. We, we don't want to have to place our orders by 3 o'clock. All these big broadline companies, make it. they make us order by 3 o'clock, and we can't do this, and we have to do that. He said, I'm tired of big companies making all the rules. Where's the service? In this thing, they have 24/7 customer support, more options, local options. Done. That's what they did. They're called what chefs want because that's how their business is founded on being what chefs want. So you may know them as Creation Gardens. What chefs want? Check them out at www.whatchefswant.com. All right, that brings us to our our new. I'm going to change my little thing up here so we can see exactly who you guys are. I'm so sorry. Because it still says Laura's name up there. there How's are. that? Perfect. Boom. Well, welcome, guys. We're so excited to have you here. We've been talking about East Nashville. Tell us about how things have been going at Lyra. Man. Well, we're lucky to have a really big patio. Um, yes. That has definitely saved us yeah. more than Most anything else. Um, and, I mean, we're, I, we're doing okay. You know, we definitely struggled like everyone else did in the middle of quarantine, but 
Like you come out okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the that's best case scenario to hear. Right. Um, so people that don't know Lyra, you guys are in the space that used to be a long time ago, the Holland House, yeah. You're right next door to the pharmacy. Kind of, it's a Middle Eastern cuisine. Mm-hmm. Tell, give us like the the ninety second. Tell us about tell us about the food and yeah. Um, so you know we we wanted to open a restaurant forever, and uh, I think Middle Eastern food uh, in general is a little underrepresented in Nashville. And uh, we, you know, my family that's what we ate growing up, so that's what we wanted to kind of serve, and we wanted to highlight all of the the food and the spices of the whole Middle East, and kind of bring it under one one restaurant. So we don't really stick to a particular country's cuisine we kind of draw from all the middle eastern countries and just have a nice uh, nice mix of flavors so say if if it's someone's first time dining in what are like three or four things that you say they have to try to get a taste of what you guys are doing uh well definitely hummus or some of our uh, fresh baked pita you know we we've got a wet oven and do uh, all of our pita fresh to order so when you get it it's still inflated and piping hot uh out of the oven um you know, we change the menu a lot. We use a lot of right. local products, so it's hard to say, you know, what one thing is always on there. But right. always at least pita or uh, our zaatar menu should be definitely to start off with. So, yeah. yeah, and there's a great selection of vegetarian and some vegan options as well, which is amazing because meat eaters, vegetarians, they're all very happy when they come. Nice. So. If if you haven't been, you got to go check out Lyra. But let's talk about you guys. Besides being like the cutest family in the world, um, how many children do you guys have now? You have just one, just one, just the one child. Okay. And um, what are your roles throughout the day at the restaurant? So, Haran, I know you're a chef. You've been a chef all over Nashville for a long time. And um, what do you guys? What do you actively do on a daily basis? Well, we um, we just kind of recently actually flipped roles a little bit. I used to be at the restaurant uh, most all day, you know, every day. And, uh, you know, Liz would come in in the morning and, and do some work and then go home with uh, our son at night. And we flipped it around a little bit now. So I come in in the morning and uh, Liz hangs out here at night and we get to hang out with our, our little guy. So yeah. um, That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have that flexibility to be able to do that. Yeah. And when I'm you the guys... beverage director as well, and I do a little bit of the baking, too. Really? Yeah. Really so for bad. those that don't know, uh, you were at Lachlan Table for, like, since they opened for so right. long. Right. Yeah. If you don't know Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> and Harant, you, I met you when you were at Amerigo. Yeah, a long time ago. Which yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, would you go to Treehouse? Were you at Treehouse for a while? Uh, Rumors East. Rumors East. Rumors East, and then uh, worked at Holland House uh, mm-hmm. after that, which is how we uh, ended up meeting everyone here and getting the space. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. The neighborhood community rallied around you guys. Have you had? Uh, has it been positive experience? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have we have a lot of amazing followers, um, customers that are just tried and true and. Great people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky to be in, in a neighborhood where 
you know, people can walk here, and we, we do have people come in for happy hour or come in for lunch, and mm -hmm. um, it's nice seeing the same faces. Uh, yeah. You know, every week, and and having a really good support, good following. It's one thing about East Nashville. There's a lot of community support. Yeah. Um, do you have any effects from the tornado? Uh, no, we got really uh, fortunate. Yeah, we lost power for a while, but. But yeah, thankfully, uh, this area wasn't really hit nearly as um, as bad as uh, Five Points was. Mm. I'm sorry, Delia, you were going to say I something. I love the East National Facebook group. It's not, it kind of just gives you like a glimpse of what a community is over there. Like the Facebook group is, I get a lot of intel about restaurant stuff from that uh, East National group. Yeah. yeah. So we've been talking about East Nashville, and we just had Laura Wilson on, and you, you know, we were uh, we're kind of just gabbing about cool places that are kind of under the radar. A lot of people know the big places, the the Margots, and all all the big places. But what it, do you guys both do? You live in East Nashville? We do. Oh, yeah. yeah. A couple minutes. So. As a local, where do people like? Where are like the hidden places that you know about that we should tell everybody else about? And don't be don't be selfish because I know you're like I don't want this place to get busy because I love it. Yeah. Um, I think I, I've been hitting uh, the East Side by me every Monday oh, for a, yeah. a Dude. regularly. So it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a couple minutes from here, so it's mm -hmm. easy to pop out and grab one. It's definitely one of the best things that's hit East Nashville in a while. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, where else do we really go? No, I mean, with a five-year-old, we don't really get out much. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of new things that seem to be opening up. You know, that, yeah. um, uh, was it the Hawkers that's opening up in mm -hmm. um, the old family wash space? Old family wash. Yep. Interesting. And, um, you know, I mean, all these things popping up along Gallatin now. Uh, we haven't had a chance to go to any of them, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the French Place, the Hearts Cafe, there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Well, you got to go back and watch the beginning of this segment. You'll get some ideas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's the time so, thing for us, but yeah. unfortunately. I totally understand. So Delia, Delia's got a list of restaurants. I mean, and maybe I you could... <laughs> she's like i'm gonna kill you if let's go over so do you guys mind if we go over some of the cool places in east nashville tell us Ooh, if you what you what your thoughts are i mean just kind of ju jump into our segment the big places that everybody knows but we don't i mean i think i think everybody knows places we always talk about right yeah you guys are one of them i mean you've got you've got your folk you've got your butcher and beef you've got your, you know there, there's this list i have but we all know those you know, and then I've got like the bars that we all know about, like Attaboy, which I'm so glad is back. Dino's, no. I'm so glad is back. Um, you know, the Fox, all these places that were hit really hard during the tornado mm -hmm. and then, you know, with the pandemic closures. And so, like, I wanted to shout out those, but I feel like I have. And so I kind of like made a point to make a list of like 10 places that I haven't covered really on Twitter lately that I haven't posted about on Instagram, but that I like that are in East Nashville. Um, so this is kind of like my unsung heroes, like, Hidden gems, also some takeout friendly stuff um, yeah. that I just haven't talked about. So, King Solomon's Euros was mm -hmm. one that I tried when I was in like takeout only mode um, back in the early pandemic days. And they've got a double drive through. Um, but I just I thought they were solid. Like I drove through, ordered like ten different things, and I parked on the side of the road, took pictures, and ate it. Um, yeah. I think that's a great place for people who don't feel comfortable dining out yet. Um, 
also yeah, right there a lot during construction. Oh yeah. Was, it was at it was least around twice the corner, a week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that place. I don't know the owners, like a lot of these places I don't know the owners. I've never met them. I just like popped in and out and um thought it was good food. So um kudos to them. Also, I am zero vegan, as we all know, I have a cheese problem, but beehive vegan deli. Someone on Instagram told me about this crunch wrap they're doing, and I do love the redheaded stranger crunch wrap version. Mm-hmm. But Beehive is doing a vegan crunch wrap that I order. You can order online and pick up contact lists, and it's super good. And even they have like a vegan queso that goes over these hot uh, tater tot nachos. That's good. Ooh, yum. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so anything I can do worse that vegans will like. I'm like, hey, try this because it, it's good. Um, Six One Five Chutney is also a place. Um, it's a beautiful little house near Five Point um, South Indian Restaurant. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if they're around I anymore. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. We, we saw that it was for lease the other day. Oh, yeah. no, that's so sad. And that's where yeah. Rumors was. So that's where yeah. he oh, worked for, yeah. Well, I like that one. That sucks to hear that. Um, yeah. There you go. Know, which we, talk, we touched on TKO um, yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a sandwich pop-up. Um, I just think they're solid. Um I also saw they have a chicken pot pie bao bun right now, but I'm like, that's going to be great. Sounds really good. Uh, yeah. I want to try that. Um, East East Nashville. So mm-hmm. when I, after 10 years in Texas, I moved here and I was like, oh my God, there's no kolaches on every corner and I miss breakfast tacos. And so that's yeah. how I found East Nashville. It's hard to say East Nashville. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Not East Nashville, but East Nashville with a Y. Um, so I love that. And Five Points Taco Truck. Right there in five points. Is that still there? Like I haven't been there in a few months, but I'm assuming they're still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe they are. The one that's uh, next like to the gas, the gas station. Yeah. yeah, yeah, by the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. I love their tacos. They got California burritos, carne asada fries, um, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, so this is this is good. We need this input from you guys. Thank uh, thank you for hanging out with us I for this. I've all of these in the last probably like three months. Oh, um, um, Brightside Bakery. Oh, yeah. I had this. Yes, sweet yeah. spot. Yeah, we're obsessed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, El Jaliciense. Mm-hmm. They're on Dalton also. Um, their ranchero steak is super good, and tacos also there. Um, Eastland Cafe is another one that I tried for the first time only in the last year. Wow. I know. I've never been there because I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's a beautiful it. space. It's a great space. Yeah. It's a great bar to just dine at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I just love the vibe of I Dream of Weenie. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't ever like eat a hot dog, but sometimes I'll go there and I just think it's a beautiful experience. And it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's that's my like unsung heroes of East Nashville list. Also, Maru Sushi. I've had some great meals at Mark. Um, yeah, we haven't been there. I've heard great things. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, uh, yeah. And you got your sweet, the sweet side. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I have that. So Brightside was my, I was like, since it's Halloween, I was thinking of sweet things. Um, mm-hmm. I love Brightside. Hi-Fi cookies. I think mm-hmm. they have some fun stuff for Halloween also. Yeah. Sweet 16th Bakery. Oh, they were yeah. wonderful. I haven't been there in forever. And they have that, I forget what it's called. It's like a green cheese casserole on a biscuit. It's a great sandwich. Oh, that little breakfast sandwich yeah. is so good. It's some yeah. sort of casserole, but it's so it's good. It's like a biscuity scone, like a sweet yeah. scone. Delicious. It's so good. Um, also, all the stuff Audra has done at Slowhand Bakery. Yeah. yeah. Out right now. Which is Nick doing it now? I know. Is he really baking? 
he so I was there like I said I was there yesterday and uh, he was pulling like these chocolate cakes out of the oven and he said he goes I'm good with doing all this stuff like I can do everything but like the pressure of making desserts and pastries and cakes when my wife is out of town or my wife's taking care of the baby is like it's legit he goes it's legit hard to really do this because she is so good and then it's they're again the cutest couple ever too because he's posting pictures online of the cakes that he's making and then she's like baby it looks great are you guys in the next room like, y'all don't hate each other yet that's great they work together they live together they live together I love how they relationship, you guys. <laughs> they communicate yeah. through Facebook. It's so funny. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, and you have status okay. dough, and I went, I went, I was on. Um, we had Matt Leff from Rhizome Productions on the show Monday, and I was telling him that we we're talking about local donut shops, and I said I just love Foxes. It's just like a classic best donut shop in green hills fox's donut den and he goes have you had status dough and i was like no so i was driving by it the other day and i like made a u-turn in the middle of the road and pulled in at like 11 there's nobody else in there and i was like hi i'd like to learn about your restaurant the woman looked at me like i was the craziest person her name was ikasha and i want to give her a shout out because she was so nice she's she said i said i'm gonna say your name. I want to. I want to give you a shout out. She goes, just say I'm the one with the green hair. So, Acacia. I remember her name, Acacia, and uh, she's the one with the green hair. And their donuts were legit. They're Big Where donuts. It? It's right. It's on Gallatin, I believe. Okay. It's just, near yeah, just near Greco. Oh, yeah, okay. just past okay. Greco, I believe. Yes, Dadisto and Connie and Johnny are my favorite donuts in town. Connie, yeah. Connie and Johnny were really good too. Um, I don't know Mr. Gals in Madison. Oh yeah, yeah. They're really yeah. good. It's just like a straight up, simple, super old school, super old school yeah. but old school. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the best I'm sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, so that that's that is our anything else about East Nashville that we should know? Any as locals? Any insider information? Well, over there, like, where do people shop in East Nashville? I don't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, cool well, Springs. I, I really like um, Upper East Side. It got hit by the tornado, but she's about to open up a new okay. shop. I don't know exactly where it is, but her place is really cute. Um, other than that, um, oh, what's the Welcome Home mm-hmm. shop is really cute. And that's over by 210 Jack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 My, yeah anything over here really is good. I mean, it's all, all locally owned pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah. Perot really likes the knife shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spend too much money there, but yeah. 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 Can never spend too much money there. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I try. Yeah. So I think that the goal here is um, if you're out there and you're deciding where you need to go, we're approaching the holiday season and versus going to a mall of any kind. There are so many locally owned and operated shops, so many local restaurants gift cards help us right now um just spending money any way you possibly can to keep it here in the city to support your community please uh east nashville is still reeling if you go if you haven't been to east nashville go drive down um just drive through five points they're not they're not better like it's it's not 
No, it's not back. And they need you. They need you to go out to eat. They need you out there supporting them. Um, reach out to Hands on Nashville because I think that they still need volunteers to help out anything that you can possibly do. East Nashville is such a, a massive part of our community. And uh, they're just this cultural center for who we are. I, I The vibe in East Nashville is is absolutely amazing. I love every time I'm, I'm there. Delia said to start the show that she's not cool enough to go there. No, no, and, I'm not cool enough to live there. I said I eat. And okay. I don't think I, I, and I said, I don't think I am either, but every time that I go to East Nashville, I always like, there's a vibe and I feel it. And then like, I get into it and I'm like, I don't want to leave. Like, I love it over here. I feel like at home, like I've, the place you can just be yourself and just kind of like whoever you are, be you. And I just, I love that about East Nashville. And I just, um, yeah, it's a nice uh, community and you know, it's nice to see your neighbors walking down the street and, and it's diverse yeah. and loving and, well thank you guys for coming on the show today yeah. we are uh, so excited to learn a little bit more about and it's not lyra it's lyra right yes right we so named it the constellation which is the yeah. constellation of music yeah being music city and we we did incorrectly pronounce it as lyra yeah. when we first opened and People have corrected us, so yeah. it is Lyra. Well, and that's an important part. That's why we do these things, you know. Yeah, we got to inform everybody. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. And um, like I said, I'd love to do a full interview with you two, and we'll, we'll play the uh, the newly reopened game. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be awesome. Thank you, guys. I'll be in thanks. touch. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It's good to see you. Bye. See you too. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. It was like a long segment. That was a big, long... I mean, it, like, it was a big neighborhood, and it's an important one for dining. Um, I mean, I don't have kids, so I have, like, favorite food things, and uh, it's, it's my favorite dining neighborhood, so I was like, there's a lot to say, and I didn't even, I didn't even read the paragraph about, the, like, the big dogs. We talk about the big dogs a lot, so... We do. And, uh, you know, I love doing that, and I, thanks again to our sponsor, Christy Cookie, and What Chefs Want, and... Um, mobile fixture for our local restaurant spotlight the local legend as well as our neighborhood spotlight we're doing what we can to highlight the people that need it right now and to let you know where you can go to make the most bang uh, for your dollar so um we're about to get done we have one more segment on this show and um i'll let Dila do the intro yeah so super source our friends are proud to present my was Delia and your on-brand segments of the show, which are our final segments of the show. Um, Super Source is the answer to your dish machine and chemical needs in your restaurant. They have zero minimums and zero contracts, so they have to earn your business every single week. Jason Ellis, our friend who I see driving around my neighborhood a lot, um, he's always <laughs> driving around, you know, taking names, getting business. And uh, he, he wants to save you money and increase the cleanliness of your dishes and provide the best service in all of Nashville. You can check them out on our website at nashvillerestaurantradio.com and click on the sponsors tab. When you find Supersource, you can get three months free for a dish machine rental. Um, and this week only, you can get 15% off your first chemical order if you visit the link on our website for new customers. So check them out. And now 
This is the time you've been waiting for. Brandon, let's stay on brand today. Take it away. Yes, we're so excited. Um, Delia, thank you. We One of the things I really wanted to do when starting this podcast was really talk about operations and talk about things that were going on inside the restaurant. As I visit multiple restaurants, I keep observing things. And so this segment is on brand. This is, We're going to talk about restaurants. We're going to talk about all the different things that are going on. And today, our topic is mediocrity. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I have a couple disclaimers at the front end of this. Um, I'm doing this today to reach a certain part of our audience. This is not a blanket rant, okay? If, if you don't fall in the lines of this, it's okay. Please know, this is for motivational purposes only. And if you're on very hard times, you don't know what you're going to do, and this doesn't make sense at all, and you think I'm being insensitive, that's okay. I totally understand that too. Feel free to contact us. I'm happy um, as a consultant, as somebody who talks to restaurants, I'm happy to talk you through any ideas, anything that's going on free of charge. This isn't an ad for, for my company. Feel free to DM me if you do have any questions. So when you talk about mediocrity, this is something that's been on my heart because this is something we see every single day. Mediocrity, the definition of mediocrity is the quality or state of being mediocre. Okay, so the definition of mediocre is only of moderate quality, not very good. So why talk about mediocrity today? Because I'm seeing it everywhere. And I'm seeing it everywhere and I'm and I'm hearing it as an excuse. Well, there's a pandemic, so we have this excuse to be mediocre, which again is of moderate quality, not very good. I see it at the sub shop. I see it at one of my favorite to-go spots here in Bellevue. Um, I see it when I look in the mirror. I'm, I'm not, I'm not immune to it. This is something that I have to tell myself on a regular basis. Um, it's easy to get caught up in this. It's a pandemic type mentality, and that we're all victims. True. You know what? We are. We are all victims. Nobody out there caused this. This is something that has happened to you. And once you process that and move past it, it's just a, it's just a, it's a mindset. Really, that's what we're dealing with right now. It's a mindset. One of my favorite quotes is, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And it's by Henry Ford. The cycle of mediocrity as defined by one of my mentors was, I can't because she didn't because he won't, because they they won't, right? It's this constant pointing fingers um, to others as to why you can't perform at a high level. John Miller, the author of my favorite book, QBQ, says that, um, says to ask yourself different questions. Stop asking yourself incorrect questions, such as, how come they always? When is somebody gonna train me? If they don't, why should I have to? Instead of blaming, those are blaming questions. When you say those, you feel like a victim. Well, it's not my fault. Nobody ever trained me. Well, now I'm putting blame on somebody else. Nobody ever blamed me, so it's okay for me to not do a great job. Start asking yourself what John Miller calls the QBQ. Uh, insert uh, yourself into the question and ask yourself if it works. What can I do to ensure? What can I do to get better at? Insert yourself in that. And don't ask this out loud. Ask this to yourself. What can I do? And 
right now, uh, last week on this on-brand segment, I talked about to-go and delivery and how we need to be upping our game as a collective restaurant world and to-go and delivery for multiple facets. It's getting darker. It's getting colder. Everybody out there knows how to do to-go and delivery. It's made it much easier. The technology is there and the COVID numbers are rising. People feel more safe with it. I think that you're, you, you need to do everything you possibly can right now to up your game and to-go. But what are you going to do? We have choices. How are you going to do it? Are you going to change menu items? Are you going to have specific menu items that work really well to go? Are you going to get new to go boxes that preserve food better, that last longer? Are you going to put different food in different boxes? Maybe you already do that. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just throw all food in one box, throw it in a bag, and you go. Are you going to get the really cool to go bags that close, like Delia loves that they have at Germantown Pub? Are you going to get those bags that when you arrive, when you get the food, you know not, nobody's touched it. Are you going to bring in extra staff because you've put in extra steps so you can have flawless execution? Are you going to do your own deliveries like Green Hills Grill and Will Newman over at um, Edley's is doing now? Are you going to pivot to doing your own deliveries and save that money instead of a third-party vendor delivery company? Do these things. Excel in whatever you do, and you're going to succeed. Don't just do the bare minimum. Do not be mediocre. This is a time right now where people demand more. When you're deciding when there's not enough money to go out and spend, when you're when you're living on pennies and you go spend money and something is not good. I went out to lunch today. I stopped in and just got a sub somewhere. I'm not going to say where. But I walked up to the counter and the guy's standing there and he looked at me and I went, are you ready? Like, And he's like, uh-huh. And I said, I'll have the whatever, whatever sub. And he just looked at me and I was like, hello? Like, are you okay? And he said, oh yeah, do you, do you want it? Like, do you want a Coke or do you want this? And I said, sure. And then he, and he pointed down at the, like at the place with my, my credit card. And I was like, am I ready to pay? And he goes, yeah. And then there's the thing that says swipe only. So I, I swiped and, and I looked at him and I go, did it go through? And he goes, yeah. And he handed me a receipt and he walked away. He didn't say, Hey man, welcome to XYZ Sub Shop. We're so excited to see you here. They didn't explain anything. It was just like, we could do better than that. If you're a business owner, you're a worker, do better than that. Right now, you've just got to. Why be mediocre? So I wanted to challenge everybody today. I wanted to challenge everybody out there to just stop, look in the mirror, do something. Pick something this week that you're doing right now. Pick something that you could be doing better. And this week, knock it out of the park. Figure out a way to do that thing and do it better. I don't care if it's work. I don't care if it's personal. I don't care whatever it is. And I'll tell you what mine is. For me, it's parenting, right? Because I spend so much time helping other people do stuff like this. I help people identify core values and I help people put systems and processes together to where they can excel, they can operate on a very high level. But I'm not doing that with my family. And my kids are running all over the place and I'm here all the time and I'm trying to figure things out. But I'm gonna challenge myself. This week, I've, we've already started. We're putting together our core values for our family. I'm putting together our core focus. We have a vision where we wanna be. We've got a... a 30-day plan, we have a six-month plan, a year plan, and I have a plan for five years from now. We have, we, we've talked about it. We're going to put it in place. We're going to actively start doing it, and that's going to be my thing. That's going to be the thing that I'm going to focus on, that I'm going to stop being mediocre at, is 
being a dad because I feel, I mean, I'm just being honest right now. I've been focusing a lot on podcasts and work and all these other things and I've got to balance my life out. I got to balance out and that's one of the things that I can look in the mirror and recognize that I haven't been doing as good as I should. So I challenge you this week to get out there and figure something out and go freaking nail it. Go do it to the best of your ability. I'm going to step off my soapbox. Delia, did any any part of that make sense to you? Absolutely. And you got a great comment here from uh, Jordan just saying, uh, I'm a mere Nashville restaurant scene consumer and not in the business. So I'm probably not the target audience, but I needed to hear this message on mediocrity. It's a universal truth. And he said, thank you. So I think I will, like, I guess to the side of like not in the restaurant business because i cover it but i'm not like working in it inside it in a day-to-day so also just going through what i've gone through i can i can also attest to that but also giving grace for that guy at the sub shop because maybe he's doing the best he can to just get through the day so for myself i have had to put a focus on self-care and i don't mean like bubble baths and massages i mean like mental health care like i can't watch the news right now i can't be tapped into all this politics that's happening i um have had to put put a focus on sleep and on um, boundaries because that's something that I've talked through with my therapist. And so for me, um, in order to not be mediocre, I have to take care of myself. And so I think for some people that we might interact with in a, in a less than ideal service way, like across, you know, I have a restaurant very close to me that I go to and I'm always so frustrated. I'm like, they just act like they don't care. Like they're not trying. And I still am trying to tip them because I know they're still working during a pandemic and that's not an excuse. Um, for them, but I, I guess just seeing the other side of it and maybe they need to take a break and take care of themselves and just, um, I guess that's where I'm at on it is we can't all be great all the time. And sometimes we go through things and we have to take care of ourselves before we can do excellent things for other people. I completely understand, which is, which is why I put the caveat at the beginning of this. I'm not trying to be insensitive to people that are just like, dude, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm completely stuck. That's a, that's a thing. I understand that. But if you're, if you're in a different place and you feel like you're just kind of like, damn, I need to get better at something. I got to focus on something. I wanted this message to be, if we, if, if everybody is a collective group focused and identified something that they didn't do as good as they could and just, just picked one thing a week, and did it better. I I want to I want to say you feel better about yourself. You feel better about what you're doing. But you know what? If you're not, it's okay too. Like it's it's fine. We we are the truth of the matter is we are in a pandemic, and that's a legitimate thing. It really is. And everybody's going to deal with things differently. Well, um, I just hopefully was going to motivate some people out there today. Of course. And I mean, for me, my excuse is not the pandemic. My excuse is you know not an excuse, but like losing my mom last year and the divorce last year and the the fallout that's happened through that. Like I've done all that through a pandemic without the support because we've been isolated. So I just, I think there's a lot more going on than just the pandemic. People say 2020 is the worst year. For me, it has not been my worst year. Um, so I think just a lot of people have a lot of things um, they're going through. And I think, yeah, f- f- focus on one thing each day that you can do that's good for yourself, for others. Um, I think that's a good starting place for people. Do you, know, you know what, Delia? I want to say this publicly. I... um. You know, I've only known you for, you know, I guess several months now, but the level of courage that you have to say what you say and do what you've done in the face of all this adversity and the things that you've gone through, the way that you've taken it on head first and you've just kind of felt all the feels and you're you're working through everything, like 
you inspire me. Like you're one of those people that just inspires me to to be real and to be authentic and to not hide behind anything and to say it's okay to have feelings because it is. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have these different things and work through them and like totally I think that it's one of it, you you've been absolutely inspiring to me and your leadership for other people who potentially be going through grief and different things. You've been such a beacon of hey, it everything's going to be okay and it's okay to feel the way that you feel. It's just been really um really amazing. I wanted to tell you that cuz I I've been meaning to say that and I never had like the form but I want to say it publicly. Thank I you. think that you are non I think you are the definition of what mediocrity is not. Thank you. Does that make sense? Is that the right way to say that? I think of that some, uh, some days, but thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you. All right. Well, I think, hey, we're done with the show. We're going on almost two hours. I am going to take this episode and I'm going to cut up the individual segments and I'm going to put them out on our YouTube channel. So we would love to have you on our YouTube channel. Like I said, next week, huge, huge week. Benjamin Goldberg will be out Monday. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, you get notifications when new podcasts come out. This podcast may come out early, which is I normally put out the podcast the night before. If you're a subscriber, you get the exact notification when that happens. A lot of people jump on that. So just as a, a note, subscribe. YouTube as well as wherever you get your podcasts. And sometimes they come out early. So you get a little bonus sometimes. And um, you get to watch these videos if you're used to listening to them. Uh, thank you for all of your work. This was a big episode, a lot of guests, a lot of stuff happening. Thank you to our guests, Tom Morales, uh, Laura Wilson, as well as Harant and Liz. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And Delia, I'm so glad you're feeling better. Thank you. It's great to have you here today and um, do it. Oh, well, uh, stay pretty Music City. And remember, you can still be pretty with your mask on. Have a great week. That, it is right. Um, Again, hope you guys are being safe out there. We love you guys. Bye.